0: Hey, everybody welcome back to another exciting episode of psychic on the scene here with you tonight is your favorite favorite red-headed mermaid psychic medium katie uh, mm-hmm. along with me as always my co-host d scott
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> and my other lovely co-host michelle Lyons Polito. hi there and michelle's going to intro our special guest tonight
1: tonight i'm so happy to have with us the Reverend Tom Kearns, astrologer. He is actually Professor Astrologer. Uh, He's an amazing guy, and he is here to talk all things astrology. So, Tom, welcome.
0: Welcome, Tom.
2: Thank you. Welcome, and I'm really happy to be here.
0: It's exciting to have you, especially tonight, as we were talking briefly a little bit before we came on the air, um, with the um, April super pink moon, um, the energy I've been getting messaged, uh, by clients and a lot of people that are super sensitive for probably about the last week. And I would say for myself within the last three days, um, the energy, I could feel it like a, like a shift. And as Michelle said, it really kind of tight when you're an empath, it really exhausts you, yeah. you kind of get torn between. You're in the supermarket, and one second you want to help somebody, and the next second you want to slap
1: somebody. So it's like alone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic with this particular moon. So welcome, Tom. Tom, what is going on with with the? the... I
2: want to say is don't slap them.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I won't. I promise.
2: Good. Because then (laughs) you're having a a
0: mental slap.
2: Yeah, that's all right. Mental slaps are okay. Remember, they may come back to haunt you. Oh, right. Good point. <laughs> so what is going on is that we do have a wonderful moon. It's in Scorpio. Boom. Mm-hmm. Oh, the reasons why you are being so sensitized by it, because Scorpio is one of the very sensitive signs. But also, <laughs> other than that, it's in Scorpio. Um, I have your chart here, Katie.
0: Yes, uh, yes.
2: And you have one, two, three, four placements in Cancer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And Saturn and Chiron conjunct in Pisces and Pisces rising.
1: Oh my God.
2: So you're hopeless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you have.
0: <laughs> so it's a lot. Oh, of- that's so funny. Water, water everywhere. <laughs>
1: Hence so, the so for
0: a fire sign, I've always heard that, because I am a fire sign, I'm a Leo, but I always heard that it, um, basically I boiled the water. So that's probably why I'm so um, emotional.
2: Well, one of the things that you can do when you have a combination of water and fire is remember the steam locomotive.
0: Mm.
2: See, not, it's, it, it either can be dissipated or it can be focused, that energy.
0: Okay, I like okay. that.
2: Yeah, so focus it, don't dissipate it.
0: Okay, wonderful.
2: Yeah, makes a big difference.
0: Anyway- That's amazing, it's amazing.
2: With your chart, you should have 10 children. Say again? <laughs> you hear that on purpose. <laughs> with your chart, you should have 10 children.
0: Oh, yes. You know what's really funny? You say that. And Michelle knows this. Obviously I'm divorced and um, I'm in an amazing relationship. But when I was married, I was the Irish mom that Mm -hmm. I literally, I would have had eight children. I would have had eight little ducklings behind me and it just wasn't possible in my lifetime. But I was fortunate enough that even while my kids were growing up, I always wound up with everybody else's kids in my house. Yeah. And now, I've got my, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm with my boyfriend's children as well. And so it, it is true that I would have definitely been um, like an old-fashioned Irish mom with 10 or 11 kids.
2: And without a doubt, because all of the cancer, or most of it, is in the fifth house. And the fifth house is the house of children. And it is also uh, the house of Leo. So... Oh, yeah. You I got my key also, sheet out. You are a Leo. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Exactly.
2: So uh, you know, having all of that Cancerian energy Ooh. in the fifth house, and Cancer rules the stomach, the breast, and the womb. Oh. So it's just you know, just such a natural thing, and and children just pick that up from you. Hmm. You know, you're, you're, I love
0: everybody's kids, and now, yeah. of course, I'm looking forward to being um, a grandmother, um, and and can't wait to get my hands on the grandkids to co- you know to love them and corrupt them. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my yeah. gosh, that's awesome!
2: I think I think you mean corrupt in a good
0: way. I do mean it. I mean like literally, let them do or have anything they want. <laughs>
1: Give him a good sugar high. I think she sent him home with a sugar high. Oh, you
0: betcha. Oh, you want that? You got it. Oh, you want to get that? You got it.
2: I'm coming to your house.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, So Tom,
1: how do like to this week's aspects affect Katie then? Because with, you know, how with with what's going on, because we have been feeling that it's been just really wonky energy other than the full moon, what would you say is affecting us so strangely?
2: Well, it, it's not that it's just the full moon. It's the full moon is is part of a T-square. Oh. So you know a little oh. bit about that. So yeah. what is happening is the full moon is in opposition to the planet Uranus. Ah. <laughs> so so, the, so what, what that means is that the sun is conjunct Uranus. So that really wonks out energy. Right. All right. So it makes people extremely willful, very Mm. stubborn, and and it brings in a higher level of vibration that they can't control. So, so it makes it uh, really difficult. So, and in the middle of that, I'm going to hold this up, see if this will come through. Yep. You can can see. Yes,
0: I can see. I can see the the T
2: square. Well, this, the T goes to the planet Saturn.
1: Oh God.
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> that's never good.
2: <laughs> yeah. so Saturn and Uranus don't like each other anyway. No. And then you put the full moon on top of it. So, yeah, you have a lot of crazy energy. So,
1: so no.
0: what does Saturn do? Excuse me. I'm sorry, Michelle. What does Saturn, Saturn,
1: Saturn do? Saturn does
2: no. <laughs> yeah, that's a very easy way to explain it. Saturn is no. Got
0: it. Or,
2: or um, who's the, the psychologist? Jordan Peterson. Clean mm-hmm. up your room. <laughs> <That's> Saturn. <laughs> so you know saturn is duty and responsibility and uranus is the eccentric and the revolutionary Mm -hmm. so you you have that power squaring each other and then the full moon is involved in it as well
1: illuminating that
2: so you know
0: that uh, makes a ton of sense to me because and i don't know about michelle but even like this morning i was i had a um really great meditation um with Mary uh, Mazada I think that's how you say her last name mm-hmm. and it was this the whole time I felt like I was getting this download of things to inspire and things to get done and like motion like yeah yeah and then the other part of me was like literally wanted to like just all day like go for a walk and <laughs> literally like be care like super carefree because I didn't want to be tied down to tasks.
1: Or those before. are the two planets.
0: Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense because it was a, it was an actual war inside of me.
1: <laughs> Structure versus chaos today. Yes,
0: exactly. That's
2: and amazing. it's affecting a lot of people. And a lot of the unfortunate part about it is that most people don't know what's happening. Right. So they oh, have the yeah. way to prepare themselves for the right. American- now we are involved in the unusual, so we don't get too blown away. But you know, we still get blown away as well. It's
1: the right. first thing we ask: is what the heck's going on up in the stars today? <laughs>
0: we'll it? message each other, even though we know it's kind of going on. But we'll, Michelle and I, and and sometimes I'll I'll message like Alex Bradley or Barb, and I'll be like, "Are you feeling it? Because it is outrageous."
1: Right. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: stay home and eat chocolate. Right.
1: Right. On Tom's website, he does um, snippets. Is it weekly or daily that you
2: do? They're monthly, and what they are mm-hmm. is they they are the um, the predictions I put up on YouTube, the videos.
0: Yes. Oh, nice.
2: That's the scripts.
0: Oh. okay.
2: So, so it's um, there's just so much work that I do, and it takes hours and hours to do. You know, people don't understand a a six minute video or an eight minute video takes for twelve signs. Three, right. four, five days to do.
1: Mm.
2: So, so that's one of my shortcuts is to put up on Professor Astrology the scripts. So, if anybody wants to read the predictions rather than just listen to them on YouTube, they can get it there.
0: So, um, before you you go <laughs> over here to Michelle or or even uh, D, how did you get started, Tom? How what what drew you to this and and where was that in your life
2: um it very interesting it started with my mother who, beautiful who would say well um not really because it, there's a there's a double-edged sword there but she used to talk about her mother who was a taurus and she'd hmm. say you know oh you can't get anything because she's just so stubborn and she's so thick you know da, 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 da. and and my grandmother gunda was German and she had all that German <laughs> and she was a Taurus and Ooh. there was nothing moving that woman, nothing. Wow. So that's, I mean, that's the first thing that I remember ever hearing about astrology. But then I did my uh, bachelor's degree in psychology and ran into the work of Carl Jung.
0: And,
2: mm. and Jung did a lot of work with symbols and he did some astrology. But but his study and symbolism and the shadow and all the other stuff that that he did, the archetypes. I mean, Mm -hmm. that that just was fabulous. And it it really inspired me further into astrology in actuality. Because it's really a symbolic language of energy. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure an easy way to explain astrology to people, but it's like impossible.
0: Exactly. I I do understand that because it it is um, so many different avenues. Even when you just say um, Carl Jung, I I mean, he's when I think of him, I think of synchronicity. And then I always have to explain synchronicity. And it's it really is happening and operating all the time in our life where those um, circumstances or opportunities come into our life not usually by accident, but basically divine is sending them to you over and over again to get your act together.
2: Well, so. it either goes further than that. It can also bring in work opportunities, yes. income opportunities, mm-hmm. meeting the people that you need to meet opportunities. I mean, it's, it goes throughout your life. And most yep. people are just blind to it. Yes. Don't understand that it exists. It's unfortunate.
0: It's definitely the wake-up call if you say to somebody, well, they're giving this to you over and over again, and all they want to do is be obsessive-compulsive about the one job that they have or they hate, rather than looking at the other opportunities that come or the person that doesn't love them back, but they could be having other love even love for self, but they're so myopic and focused. And those are the ones I've got to say, well, good luck to you.
1: Yeah, it's like, please don't come back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the universe and everybody else, even your sign is saying, get your ass in gear and you're not getting it.
2: That's based on their fear though. That's
1: the Fear-based response.
0: Yeah. True, very true.
2: So, and one, Um, one of the things that when you study astrology is you learn that that's part of you and you learn where that is and how you can use that fear so you turn that fear you look it in the face and you walk right up to it
1: like my bigfoot nightmares (laughs) 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 i bring that in again Well, i found fascinating i took um an astrology course with tom and i learned so much and i learned that i have so much more to learn But what was so exciting for me about my natal chart, which Tom did for the three of us tonight, is that it almost feels like an owner's manual to your life. And it's like each spot that you get to, there's a coin, and you can either pick the heads or the tails because there's the positive aspects of that situation and the negative aspects. And Tom is always saying, well, just flip the coin, look on, you know, maybe flip it from tails to heads and and take that opportunity. And it, it just gives you such a framework. To work within because like, growing up i just thought astrology you could get those little tiny scrolls from like what? union i got let's get scorpio and i'd read it you know and try to interpret that but this is just oh, there's just so much to it it's, it's just so exciting so yeah.
2: and it goes way beyond just your sun sign and that's what mm. you're talking about is you know you would read scorpio but that's just such a little part of you i mean it's a big part of you but it's a little part of you i mean like-
1: because Katie would always, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tom, go ahead. Okay,
2: like, like the first thing that I noticed, I think when I looked at your chart, is that you have the sun conjunct Neptune. So that's like super psychic.
1: Oh, shucks.
2: <laughs> I'm sure the people that come to you for readings feel the same way.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: And the funny thing is I had learned about your rising rising sign. And because I tell people I'm Scorpio and people say, no, you're not. Not- I
0: never have thought you, you conducted yourself like a normal Scorpio.
1: I'm not normal. <laughs> yes, you're not normal. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Taurus rising, which when I said that to you, Katie, you're like, that makes so much more sense.
0: So much sense.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's much more placid than Scorpio. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Easy Although
2: Scorpios like- do have the power to hide their energy when they want to.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I can be a hermit.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, that's No, but it's one of the things of Scorpio. Scorpio, you know, has a lot of faces to it. So it's mm. not, not a very, it's probably one of the most intense of the signs mm. and, and one of the most difficult to understand. So a Scorpio can take you apart, but they can also put you back together again. Yeah,
0: yeah that's my daughter. She is the stereotypical Scorpio. Yes. She she cuts with words and then says, I don't know why people don't want to talk to me, or I don't know why they don't like me. And it's like, oh <laughs> I Yeah. <love> <laughs> oh, I know you do. The older she gets, the more I appreciate her Scorpio Scorpio way. Oh, you know, so direct.
2: Well, I don't know. You know, you have to look at her whole chart. That's not right really normal Scorpio. That's more like she has some Sagittarius in her.
0: Uh, You know what, that could, you're very right, because um, I always think of Sages as being super psychic, and she is.
2: In different ways. Scorpio is is the sign of the psychic. So Scorpio rules the eighth house of the chart, and the eighth house is the house of sex, death, and dollars. Scorpio rules all of those things.
0: (laughs) And that's, wait a minute, isn't that what the full moon is in right now? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, so repeat that. The full moon is in Scorpio, and that's sex, what is it?
2: Sex, death, and dollars.
0: Interesting.
2: It's going to be a
0: hot time in the city tonight. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Well, <laughs> well we luckily, the doors. full moon is exact pretty late. so <laughs> <laughs> And it's just a week. If it was a weekend, it would be different.
0: Mm. Yes, right.
2: So sometimes so, just the structure of life gets in the way of our fun seriously
0: (laughs) isn't that the truth isn't that the truth you could feel this one coming though boy i'll tell you
2: yeah it was weird it was weird energy without a doubt
0: i i have a question and i don't even know if it's a real term i've heard before about a wobble
2: i have no idea
0: oh you've never heard that okay that's one of the things today like a moon wobble
2: well, I think that you might be dealing with something from astronomy, not astrology. Right. Because planet- and
0: they, they say that it, you, it can affect you, but I never, I can't, I've I never seen anything in writing about it, but I have heard it from another psychic and some other people um, that seem to be connected to it. And I thought, well, I'm going to ask Tom about that.
1: I've heard a- people use um, wobble for describing when a, a planet is going direct. But I don't okay. I don't think that's I mean I don't think that's right but I've heard that people refer to the wobble because when it happens retrograde when it turns back it starts going i guess the right oh, wow. direction the normal yeah, direction and
2: that's why when they go stationary they they are really slow they're not moving at all okay you know, the only the only planet that will move really fast with retrograde would be mercury
1: Mercury that bastard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't, say oh. That. Don't say that. Don't put out those negative vibes. Right. I got to stop. Okay. Just kidding.
2: Remember, remember Odd Job in the movie Kelly's Heroes? Oh, that's
1: right. No negative vibes. No negative vibes. No negative vibes. <clears throat> so, so, yeah. Can, can you explain to our listeners, um, like, I was talking about, like, my, my nail chart on my son's sign. Um, and how the aspects, because that's a stationary moment. Your birth chart is a, is a snapshot, your natal chart of, of the moment you were born. But then that's like a still frame. Then on top of that, you have the year, the days, the weeks, the months, the years. And you refer to those as aspects, I think, right?
2: No, no, no you're you're confusing a few things here. Number one, your, your birth chart has aspects.
1: Okay, oh gosh, sorry.
2: That's all right, no, 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 that's fine. What you're thinking about here is transits.
1: Transit, okay, that's right.
2: And the aspects that are made by transits. Okay. What we're talking about when we're talking about the full moon is a transit. Okay. So the moon is the sun and the moon are moving always. Everything's moving just about always. And what is happening in this motion is that the moon is in direct opposition to the sun. Now that is that happens like every month. Right. Full moons, new moons, first quarter, balsamic moon—we have eight phases of the moon. So there's always something going on. It's when it hits something in your chart that um. intensifies it. So you know you could be having a wonderful day, and everybody else could be suffering <laughs> because you've got some good aspects going on.
0: Okay. Right.
2: Right. So, so it's up to your chart. That's why it's important to at least have some sort of understanding so for instance like right now there's a lot of people uh, who are piscean uh, especially people born under the sign of pisces who have neptune in pisces and that is this is probably the most creative and spiritual time of their lives or they can be falling down drunk and doing drugs Mm. Okay. Well, that's the two coin, you know, two headed coin, you know. Right. I mentioned. So, so I, I think it was Karl Marx who captured it best, and he wasn't talking about astrology, but he was talking about religion when he said, "Religion is the opiate of the masses." Mm. That rules religion, and it rules drugs. And oh, I
0: interesting.
2: Yeah. So the 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 actual understanding of what these energies stand for. It, it, it's broad, you know, that's one of the problems with astrology, because it can fit in to a lot of different uh, holes, so to speak, um, but it's very descriptive.
0: <laughs> oh, fascinating. Um, so you also did uh, D. Scott's
1: yes, I was... chart. We want to Let's... hear all about we want
0: to hear all about D, and especially why his camera isn't working tonight <laughs> <laughs> during did. the phone moon.
2: Okay, is this the D that, because the name doesn't match?
0: Yes. Right. It, okay. it, it is the name, right. Okay. The name that we shall not mention.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, listen, you know, this is a very interesting thing. I'm going to do a parallel between him and Joe Biden.
0: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> okay. What did they say about Joe Biden's present when he was running for president? He never came out of the basement.
0: Oh, oh. he's
2: a Scorpio with four.
0: Interesting.
2: In Scorpio and RD has one, two, three, four placements in Scorpio.
0: Mm. Fascinating. I thought you were going to tell me that I was old and senile. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very, very true.
2: No, actually you got a very powerful chart. You have a Sun Uranus conjunction. This is spectacular for the psychic. Uranus that. Uranus is exalted in the sign of Scorpio. So when you have the sun and Uranus, because Scorpio is a fixed water sign, so it, it solidifies the emotion. Mm-hmm. So you have uranus there you have real potential for genius
1: mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and really you're usually really good with electronics ah.
0: <laughs> he usually is yeah. i don't know i think it's a, a something else like a spirit that he brought home from boston is it's messing around with his camera and his stuff
1: yeah it's definitely that soldier well
2: those those spirits in boston did a lot of um let's see they had nice
1: ale houses in boston <laughs> mm-hmm. you saw yes. where sam adams is buried too didn't you i saw that picture i did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome
2: boston's a great city
1: so Wonderful. now when you say um, in the cellar in the basement and you're not not coming out what does can you just give d a couple you know the flip side of you well, know no,
2: I, I was just doing that as a joke but do okay. you the interesting thing with Joe Biden is that he has all of his four planets in Scorpio okay. in the 12th house.
1: Oh, let and me get my cheat sheet.
2: Your cheat sheet, what, is, what is some of the key words to the 12th house?
1: Consci- uh, conscientious through experience, spirituality, karma, and limitation.
2: Yeah, he's limited himself.
1: Yep. <laughs> Mediumistic, plastic, lost in an emotional cloud. Woohoo! oh man
2: so so scorpio is the sign of hidden things as well right why one of the reasons why scorpios actually make very very good scientists Hmm. they will find the answer you will never know you will never know everything about a scorpio but they will know everything about you.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Smile>.
2: <laughs> right. See, gotcha.
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody.
1: <laughs> so tell us more about D. We
0: want to know. We want to know about life's su- success for D. We're totally digging in, and his love life, romance. Yes, romance.
1: D's just like quiet.
2: <laughs> well, he can make a lot of money through women. What? <laughs> okay now let me let me explain this
0: <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> no,
2: i won't wait a
1: minute
2: okay
1: <laughs> go for it, tom all
2: right so the reason i said that is he has venus conjunct neptune mm. he has it in the sign of sagittarius in the second house of his chart so if he has his chart he has a copy of his chart Yes, he does. All right. He can look in the second house, and he'll see the little sign for Venus, and he'll see the sign for Neptune, and they are together. So Venus represents the lower love nature, so the earthly love nature, and Neptune represents the higher spiritual nature. So he has both the lower and the higher love nature in the same place. Wow. All the conjunction. And being that it's in the second house, it could come out to be a creative energy. It could be dealing with women's issues because Venus deals with women's issues.
1: Mm-hmm. It could
2: be dealing with art, very creative energy. But Neptune mm-hmm. also rules part of the psychic and the spiritual. So he can make money through the spiritual. Oh. So, so see, all of these placements have multiple meanings. Or he could drink too much and fall down a lot,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> because somebody broke his heart. Oh it, yes, Venus with Neptune is like super sensitive.
1: Okay.
0: Now, Dan- I would I would agree with that, even though D's being very quiet.
1: <laughs> Why are you so quiet, D? He's I'm just a,
0: listening. He's
2: okay. being a Scorpio.
1: Are you yes. You've got daughters, you are a a girl dad, so I wonder you've got all the female energy around you there too. Well,
2: that's good. Oh, yeah. So he'd be good with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at his chart.
2: Venus and Neptune are together, that's a lot. Aw.
1: Yeah, go
2: ahead.
1: That's so sweet. Now, I'm just looking at his chart, it's amazing how so many of his planets are all so, I've never seen anyone so, you know, such a clumping of uh of planets and you know
0: he's cool. very clumpy. Clumpy. <laughs> very
2: clumpy. I'm gonna use that. That's how like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> His planets are clumpy. He's so. clumpy.
2: Actually, he has he has a stellium in Scorpio. That's the clumpy. Ooh.
1: So okay.
2: when you have three three or four placements in one sign, it's called a stellium. And it means that so much energy. That's 40% of his entire chart is based in that sign. Now, the, the one other thing that I just happened to, to notice here is that he does have Saturn in Leo, and that is squaring all that Scorpio energy. So he has to learn how to overcome his what he would see as his own deficiencies or his own limitations.
1: Wow.
2: Because Saturn squared the sun is like real stinky.
1: Hmm. He just grunts. <laughs> yeah, no, I that, but that makes sense. That makes sense to me.
2: Okay, well that that's a limiter. Saturn is always like the best way to explain this. And I know you can't see my gestures, but uh, the sun, the words the sun would say if you just meet the sun, it would say, "Here I am." <laughs> and and the word Saturn would say if he was meeting the sun is, "Who cares." I love that
1: you give them personalities, the planets. Yeah,
2: so so that is an energy that's in your chart all the time.
0: Mm.
2: And the more that you learn about this, this, that square that goes to Saturn, because it's up in your 10th house of career, Mm. and you have it, you would be very good doing anything dramatic, because Saturn is in Leo. So, and you have Leo on the midheaven, which is the career house. So hmm. you really have to learn about that Saturn; otherwise, it just holds you back terribly. Huh? Because it's your own fear. You, it, it it's it's a hard because you're not a Leo, but you're you're involved on this call with a Leo. So this <laughs> makes sense. And Sa- Saturn is always, especially when Saturn's in Leo, it's always testing. Because Leo wants to be loved.
1: Uh,
0: Saturn
2: says, what am I doing that makes me worthy of love?
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Oh, it's a terrible, terrible trick.
0: <laughs>
2: so so there's always this, will people love me? Will they accept me? Will they agree with me? And it's all based on ego stuff. And it can really kill you. It can really hold you back. So everybody has saturn someplace in their chart Mm -hmm. so that is one of the things in astrology you got to learn where that is (laughs) right and then learn how to use it not be abused by it
1: wow that's so powerful do you know we love you so you don't know i know be yourself for us (laughs) Don't,
2: don't forget he also has venus neptune conjunct in sagittarius which is a hell of a good party <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like him so much too he Does it It sounds like you d i mean without i mean because we know you the, you know the man behind the mic right and you are a very sensitive and you think about um well prob- and you overthink Everything with, with that we've shared in the last two years, whether it has to do with relationships, and and then when you have to put it on, you're the life of the party. Yeah.
1: Right. Yep.
0: When we go out in public and stuff, nobody would ever know that we just had a, like a crying moment together, <laughs> yes. talking about love life, and then gone. Okay, and now we're going to talk to people in the public.
1: <laughs> then we're going to wrestle up some ghosts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Demons.
2: No, de- no demons, thank you. No. <laughs>
0: no. They like D, but yeah, we're there's not going to do that tonight. Enough,
2: there's enough of them around walking in the world.
0: Agreed, Tom. Yeah, That's the human, profound.
1: The human demons are much scarier than, than anything in spirit, I can tell you, you that. You got
0: it. So. You absolutely. So when you look at our three charts, Tom, and th- obviously we already know this but do they seem pretty compatible to
1: be working well, together i was gonna ask that question i'm so glad you asked that okay well <laughs> what
2: you know you have two scorpios and so both the both d and um michelle are scorpios and you have four planets in cancer okay so you got you got you know all this water energy so you all understand each other on that level Oh, interesting. Now, there's conflicts in these charts as well. Uh, one of the biggest one is huh. D's Saturn is on top of Katie's sun. So that huh. that that means there has to be a little extra sensitivity there.
0: Interesting, okay. By me?
2: By him. Oh. Yeah, When <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible, but he sort of owns you.
0: He does.
1: <laughs> he runs the podcast.
2: This is this is a very powerful karmic connection.
1: Ooh, look at that, you guys.
2: Well, that makes
0: a lot of sense to me, actually.
2: It's either meant for good or ill. Saturn, the Saturn person has to be really careful because the
0: Saturn person
2: owns the Sun person.
0: What's bizarre is I met him three about three years ago now and I met him he he came in with no belief about psychics he was there for a paranormal I don't know whether he believed or not but hadn't ever met me and I came in to do a podcast for a ghost show and um, wound up reading D during the show which I think both of us were uh, that was kind of um, kind of planned but not planned and it was um, a very emotional interaction. And then we didn't see each other. And I literally, Tom, woke up um, about a year later and thought to myself, I literally woke up with the thought, like, why don't you have a podcast? Like somebody was talking in my head. And I was like, wait a minute. I know somebody that does podcasts. I wonder if that producer would remember me that I read for. And I messaged him and said, would it be, po- I don't know if you remember me, would it be possible for me to have my own show? And he was like, yeah, be here Monday. <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> and and in my head i thought i can't do this on my own you know like just talking to guests i need to have the balance of michelle because what? michelle what? is not only a good girlfriend but she's a good balance for me i'm the nerd <laughs> yeah i know you're you're a doll you're a sweetheart
1: oh thanks you so,
2: are with, without a doubt you're a healer you know that
1: yeah, right. thanks, guys. Aw, I get
0: all so That's why it, like, worked out. And he just gave us the confidence, D, that we could do a show like this. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's easy. We do it like this. And then when pandemic happened and we couldn't get together, he made it even, again, like, oh, yeah, I'll have it figured out by the end of the week and we can have guests on.
1: We just did it and here we are. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So, Here's yeah.
2: <laughs> the way it is in the new modern world. No
0: right. Yeah. So he's a perfect, yes, for the, the balance in that. He is um, definitely the person that would be um, assisting in, in my sign um, of the direction I need to go. Good. He gives you form. Right. Exactly.
1: Oh, that's perfect. So she's the water. He's the water and he's Saturn, the freedom.
2: Saturn creates structures, Saturn rules bureaucracies, governments. Um, buildings the bones your teeth Hmm. anything that's that's strong and stable so that's Saturn Hmm. Leo doesn't usually like that
0: (laughs) I like to think and I don't want to have to take care of the details which sounds very superior of me but it's like I want to show up and I want to have fun but I don't want to have to worry about how does that work I don't want to hear about it. And I actually will say to people that do work for me, shout out to Hoagie um, on my house. He'll start to say, okay, next I'm going to take the trim off and I'm going to do the X, Y, Z. And I go, yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just tell me what, you, what, tell me what you need or how much it is. And uh, I don't want to know about it. I'll show up later. Yep.
1: That makes so much sense because Dennis is the framework. Yeah, he is. And then we kind of, it's like a cookie cutter and we just fill in the goo. <laughs>
0: yeah lovely
2: i'm the goo tonight
0: yes you're definitely yes you're a major goo tom um in all three of our charts could you explain a lot of clients will talk to us about um love life and especially during this time with the with the pink full moon super moon um we always talk about releasing what no longer serves you and um, basically putting out to the universe and the moon what you actually want. Um, yeah, you know,
2: the interesting thing is you've, you've mentioned a word uh, or, or a phrase, I hate. Oh. Releasing what no longer serves you. Yes. Wow. Think of those words. Those are powerful, bad words to me.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Well, well thank you. You're, you're, everybody should serve you. See, so oh, okay, ah, think about it from that point of view.
0: So, okay,
2: that's that's not important. Get rid of that. That's not important. Well, that might be a person with feelings. So, okay, so I that's one of the phrases I really dislike, and it's all over. People use it all the time, especially the tarot readers. They they always are saying that
0: the H and word. It, hate no what what i said about what no longer serves you <clears throat> so then how would you what would be the phraseology tom um for that
2: well i i think you could just say release energy that is not good for you okay i mean it's if it's something that's hurting you it's not good for you right but, it, but if when you put the servitude thing on it that's what bugs me
0: Okay. I got you. I got you.
2: Okay. Like that person was there in my life just to serve me.
0: Got it. Yeah.
2: Now I'm going to release that because they no longer serve me. Gotcha.
1: And it's going to cause an imbalance and maybe a karmic. Well,
2: it's a very bad attitude Mm
0: -hmm. because you're
2: usually in love. You're talking about another person and that person has feelings. Okay. So what about their feelings?
0: (laughs) You're yeah, so but what if they were? I, I, I totally understand, but what if they were an ass?
2: <laughs> well, then, and they were no good for you.
0: Right. They no longer serve me. I get it. I know, I totally understand. I, I do like to have the right phraseology because I do believe that even in sometimes our missteps, we're using the wrong word vibration. So <laughs> I am asking seriously I'll, I'll what get, we should say.
2: Okay, let's get over this
0: now. <laughs> right. <laughs> little
2: point so what you're dealing with when you're dealing with relationships is different people with different energies (laughs) and in some places in their chart they may have energies that match Mm -hmm. so so in every relationship you need some easy energy but you also need some challenging energy to keep it interesting otherwise it's boring as hell agreed so So the challenging
1: is like the salt and the pepper
2: (laughs) you gotta have a little salt you got spice so it's you know it's not a very simple thing when i do when i actually do compatibility charts it's really like three charts because you have the two different people and then a third chart basically where it comes Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of work awful lot of work but but you know just like i was saying about the sun saturn thing now let's let's take that and say somebody's Mars which represents desire is on top of another person's Venus which represents receptivity
1: male female too okay male
2: female so and and you know this these are archetypes these are you know it's not because it could go with two Two men are in in a relationship or two women in in a relationship. So it's just the type of energy that it is. Mars is more the masculine type of archetypal energy. Venus is more the feminine type of energy. So if those two are in a good accord or like maybe even on top of each other, well, Mm -hmm. let your imagination go. (laughs) (laughs) So and, and there's a lot of pairings like that. So if somebody's Venus, and <clears throat> that's where they're receptive, is on in the same place as another person's Uranus might be a great one night stand. <laughs> then that, that might be all they want.
1: And that makes everybody happy. It's interesting. Because well, that, that's, you know, because you can be in a relationship well, with a person and it's a horrible relationship for you. It's well, not a good relationship. And then they move on to someone else, you move on to someone else and you see them happy with someone else and that their new person seems happy with them. It seems impossible. But when you think about, oh, their planets just link in a better way than our planets did. It's just, I guess there's an ask for every seat.
2: Well, well, yeah, but but take, take planets out of it because it, it it's, it's more like their energies as represented okay. by the planets. Okay. Okay, it, it just... It, just as um, a, just a, a slightly nuanced way of looking at it, because we are all energy beings. Okay. And what Saturn is trying, what excuse me, astrology is trying to give us is a language of energy. How does that energy work within us? And and psychology does the same thing. I mean, and and I think in the past, before there was a psychology, the astrologers were the psychologists. You right. Know, <laughs> and, and, you know, the the um. The fortune tellers was a psychologist, you know, be, before it. The great leap of Freud and Jung, and you know, the work that they did was just spectacular.
1: Yeah. So
2: it just well, just,
1: like Nancy Reagan, she had an astrologer. Yes. On, on, yes. On call. Very,
2: she, very successfully. <laughs> yes. And and the reason she got the uh, the woman, I forget her name, what her name was, but. Uh, the reason that she hired her was because Reagan had gotten shot, and so oh. he hired oh. the astrologer as a protective method. Oh, so you know, should he go to this meeting or stuff like that? So, mm-hmm. so when you look at that type of energy in astrology, that would have something to do with Mars and Uranus and Saturn. Those those are the guys that create some real negative energy. In fact, I have with me, oh, if I can reach it without falling down. Oh, careful. Yeah, really. So if you can see this chart,
1: mm-hmm.
2: this is the chart for 9-11. Oh, oh. Okay, what was happening, the energies that were on that day, and, and actually leading up to that day, because it wasn't just a, a one-day thing. Obviously, it happened on one day. Right, but, a, build but up. a lot of buildup to it, and and the some of the interesting parts of it is you have Saturn in opposition to Pluto, and mm. Pluto is in the seventh house, uh, of transiting through the seventh house of the United States chart, and the seventh wow. house. One of the things represents um, open enemies, people who hate you, people mm. who are against you. So so that's part of it. Um, wow. The other thing that was happening was Mars was in opposition to Venus. And this is this is Saturn here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Saturn was right on top of Mars, our Mars in our chart. And oh. what fell down? The towers. The twin towers. Mars was in Gemini.
1: Oh, 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 I see that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it looks like the tower. I have goosebumps from this. Yeah. That's
0: incredible.
2: Yeah. Now, one of the other things that happened with um, Pluto in 2007 went into the sign of Capricorn. And so it's like 2007, 2008, and Pluto moves very, very slowly. So 247 years or something to go around the whole Zodiac. And the time that he was going in, was, was the first planet he was going to oppose in the United States birth chart was Venus. Hmm. And so, so the question becomes, what does Venus represent in the chart? So we are a cancer country and hmm. Venus represents what you value. So what is one of the Americans great values?
1: Owning your own home.
2: Owning your own home. And what fell apart? The housing market. The housing market. with oh, wow. The mortgage crisis. Because Pluto came in and said, all this stuff that's going on is all bad stuff. So we're going to destroy this so that we can rebuild it anew. Jeez. And that's what Pluto does. He's the destroyer and the rebuilder.
1: It's like the, the tarot. The tarot deck. <laughs> right on like a tower.
2: He's a tower deck. Saturn could be the Tower too. I mean, there there are a number of planets that will play that role. So there are more than one energy that will do these types of things. So you now, and what was going on over the past few years was uh, specifically until December of last year. So the whole year before that, you had Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto all in Capricorn. Now Capricorn rules structure. Capricorn rules. Um, Bureaucracy, Capricorn rules governments. So anything that's a structure—that's what Capricorn rules. Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto had not been in that sign since 1800 B.C.E. Jeez. Wow! Oh so we are living—we are living through quite an exceptional time. And and interesting, there's a very famous Chinese uh, proverb that says may you live in interesting times
0: we certainly are <laughs> it's incredible it truly and, is
2: and china was involved in all this
1: that's true
2: it's really interesting stuff yeah it's unbelievable it's little, my head starts to spin Mind breaker you know it's just yeah it's, yeah it's interesting very interesting that's why i do it
1: yeah <laughs> that- What can you tell us, um, can you tell us some things like what that we have to look forward to and let's just say spring into summer.
2: Well, one of the one of the big things I'm just um, working on June right now, I'm I'm filming my June videos, I always do things like a month ahead. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, one of the real big aspects is going to be a Saturn Uranus square. And this actually happens three times this year. So it's one of the reasons why we're going through some of the challenges that we're going through as far as structure is concerned. So when you think of our society, one of the big things in our society has been the police.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And and that is under attack, that whole thing. Right. Uh, But boy, I'd hate to live in a city without a police department. I
1: hear you. Agreed.
2: Agreed. Think about that. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't work too well because people are not nice. I'm sorry.
1: I, I think of the movie, The Purge, or the various Purge movies.
0: Oh, yeah. Agreed. So, well, so the, we, uh, oh, go go ahead. ahead, Michelle. No, you go ahead.
1: Oh, thank you. Is this something that we're going to cycle out of and get into a more of a stable
0: respect well, time?
2: Well, not for a few years because the other thing that's happening is that Uranus is in Taurus. And, and Taurus is the foundation sign. He's the first of the oh. earth. He also rules the stock market. Oh.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: What's happening to the stock market, all the tech stocks. Uranus mm-hmm. represents technology. Oh, so so there, there's, I mean, it's just the amazing amount of energy that is coming at us as people. <laughs> you know, we've never... Think about, we've never had all of this coming at us in such a short period of time. Only during a time of war do we have this kind of energy coming at us. So we're in the midst of a revolution. And interestingly enough, especially for the United States, i will hold this chart up again. Uh, I gotta find it, there it is. Okay, Pluto is the planet down here. Mm -hmm. And Pluto at the birth of the United States of America was at 27 degrees Capricorn.
1: Oh my goodness!
2: So this is today, and Pluto. I got to find it before I can point to it. Uh, Pluto today is at 26 degrees Capricorn. Oh my
1: gosh! Holy so we always have
2: Pluto return. So this this really is we. I mean, think of how this country began. It began with a violent revolution. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's part of all the violence. The other part of the violence was all last summer, Mars was in Aries. And if you remember the, um, what was the Wonder Woman? Not, yeah, Wonder yes, Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, she was. She fought Aries. She was yes. fighting Aries, her brother.
1: That was awesome.
2: <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I don't know if the second one is any good, but the first one was great.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good.
2: Was it? Okay. I didn't see it. (laughs) But but see, in the movies, they're using this archetypal energy to write the scripts.
0: Right.
2: And these are these stories, the fairy tales, the archetype stories. I mean, these are all the things that Jung opened up to the world. You know, and and Joseph Campbell, and there's a fellow Mm -hmm. by the name of Eliade, who is Mm -hmm. spectacular. What a spectacular guy he was uh, just you know and this is all symbolism and religion and th- this is really where all this stuff is coming from it's and popping we right back up Yeah, we, we think it's a movie <laughs> yeah right
1: <laughs> old but mythologies it's, it's,
2: but it's something very deep within our being it's it's our myth it's our story
0: i think too if people and maybe and maybe we're seeing more of it as we're evolving as a civilization that I think that we can roll with a lot of these things that are, are um, challenging energies. And then we get out the other side and we're, we forget about it. We go through it, we don't carry it. And we hopefully, just kind of go, oh, we did that.
2: Hopefully we're evolving. I
0: hope we are. I feel like we are.
2: It can devolve though, too. And it has in history.
1: Oh, I look at the fall of Rome, you know, and you so many
2: great- go that far back. You know, just just look at, you know, the communist countries and the and British Empire and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I forget the girl's name, but she was the one that went across the ocean in the little boat. And then she went to the UN and, you know, she was talking about climate change and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I know who
1: you mean. I can't think of her name, though.
2: Yeah. I, I, if you look at her, she is such I mean, I get such anger from her. And I can only imagine mm. her when she's thirty and she's running a country. I would not want to live in that country.
0: No, <laughs> right. I understand what you say. Yeah, what you're saying that the energy that's projected.
2: It's unbelievable the hatred, and that doesn't go away. When you're a child, if you have that much hate in you, that doesn't go away. That's what talking, I worry are we, about.
1: Are we, I worry are we about. We talking about Greta Thunberg?
0: Yes.
2: Okay. That's that's the,
0: thank you, D Scott.
2: That's also what I add to our podcast is I I, I know how to use Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I can't. Thank you. But I got Michelle on the screen in front of me, so I can't type it in.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I mean, I guess that's what scares me the most is is the the level of anger and hatred because I'm always trying to just get along with people and make peace. And if I, there's people that, you know, don't bring much joy into my life. I kind of just phase them out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That level of hatred and like in social media, anything, I just share stupid, goofy stuff. I I just can't get on there on a soapbox and carry on like people want to do these days. So.
2: But, But that's, you see, people have so much hate inside of themselves and the social media gives them a place to expose it. Which is really silly, they shouldn't be doing that because that's a record and it's not going away. Right. Right.
1: And I I think that once hopefully quarantine in, in all sense and form ends and we can go out and have conversations face to face again, I'm hoping that things will simmer back down and we can all act civilly to one another
0: that is an area i think that especially young people that we're going to have to really be careful about you talk about devolving and that would be the area is that's the social aspect of people knowing how to communicate face to face with one another and not hiding behind electronics i mean we're doing this but we've had many years out there so it's kind of okay
1: <laughs> you know but the you know like my, my our kids you know they're just on social they're on like computer schooling they go to school it's you know everyone's got to be separate it's just it's got to be you know stunting i'm hoping hoping it's not stunting them in any way and hopefully we'll get back to normal soon
2: it is definitely stunting them and the other real difficult part of this is the war games
1: oh the video games
2: the video games those those kids are being trained to kill people
1: I do think it's a, a, they get desensitized, but I have this argument with family members all the time. I'm not a fan of them.
2: No, nope, not at you
1: all. At all. I mean, look, I, I just- what you they're know. Allow-
2: they allowing you to break things, to kill other things, and there's no, you get rewarded for it. And right. If,
1: I mean, and if you get killed, you just pop back up five minutes later.
2: Yeah, don't work that way in the real world.
1: Nope.
0: Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts, Tom, um, for our listeners about um, things that they could be doing um, as far as like this with their own charts, other than coming to see you um, and (laughs) and learning? And no, everybody can come and see Tom. Tom um, has his own website. Go ahead, Tom. What's your website? No,
2: no, thank you. I don't want everybody to come to
1: see
2: (laughs) ProfessorAstrology.com. Uh, but,
0: ProfessorAstrology.com.
2: Uh, yeah, really easy. And um, and he age.
0: teaches classes, guys, so you can learn this stuff, too, like Michelle
1: did. So oh, much fun. Oh, my You're gosh. We're
2: going to take a hiatus off of that, probably, because it, it takes a lot of time to you know prepare for classes and do them. So um, every once in a while, there is a, the right time to do a class, and there's the mm-hmm. wrong time to do a class and this this winter was the perfect time to do a class it was and and it just worked out very very well although it snowed every yes. freaking night of the class
1: every tuesday night there was like this at least a minor snowstorm it was so absurd. it was absurd
0: it was unbelievable oh was that's out. funny yeah but of got- course
1: it was way out in florida new york <laughs> right
0: right any other recommendations, either yeah. Michelle from you or from Tom?
2: Well, I, I think from the standpoint of astrology, and, and I also do the psychic and spiritual readings as well, but uh, from really the astrology of you, it helps you understand your own energy mm-hmm. and helps you understand that other people have different energies than you do. And sometimes right. you can get along with them and sometimes you can't. So if you know, you know, especially from life experience, that certain people are just not good for you, so yeah. just get the heck away from them. <laughs> right. You know, that's pretty simple. So, you know, unless you want the challenge, if you want the challenge and jump right in. <laughs> but the real key, and, and this goes way back to Socrates, is know thyself. And that is where the astrology, I think, can help people uh, just tremendously. Because there is no way, in in our world, nobody teaches you about yourself. Right.
1: No, no,
2: no. That's the school hard knocks. (laughs) Right.
1: Now, Tom, you said that you do do the charts and I I have to get together with you at some point, because I want you to do, I mean, I've done my husband's and mine and they actually came and had readings from you um, as did I, which was really enlightening. Um, but with my husband and I, I, think we can figure our stuff out. I, I'm going to have you do charts for my kids.
2: <laughs> that's a lot
1: of. Whether people. they want them or not. I think that's a good birthday present to help them understand. It's a great group. Yeah. So.
0: Because. Well, Tom, a- um, you said now you're just going to go back to doing your basically like your private practice and your, your uh, YouTubes. Yeah for a little bit give yourself a little bit of a break from teaching classes i hope that we can have you come back on the show as um the year unfolds and uh life starts to kind of speed forward again we'd love to have you
2: anytime i'd love it
0: hey love it (laughs) great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you so much Tom for being our guest tonight and and helping us with this changing energy and um I think Michelle and I both feel pretty confident enough to say, you know what? I got somebody you can talk to because anytime that we get this we get bombarded all at the same time and we're feeling it so much ourselves that we're like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just go in the closet. <laughs>
1: That's so, closet,
0: yeah just get get your coffee and go in the closet so now we'll be calling you tom so i appreciate this very much thank you so much and as always michelle thank you so much for for being my co-host thank you d scott
1: you're welcome thanks d yeah and
0: to all our listeners out there thank you very very much for listening sharing and subscribing keep it going keep sending us suggestions we love it and uh, we've got more fun shows coming up for, to share with all of you so stay healthy and stay blessed and good luck on this full moon
1: in December
0: every sign has its own mode I was in love with the Sagittarius see the emotions he put me through from Capricorns to Aquarius they all got their different minds the affection of a Virgo which sign matches good with mine I was in love with the Sagittarius He blew my
1: mind He also had a flip side Too much like a Gemini He was freaking like a Taurus The way he handled me yeah. Flirtatious like an
0: Aries Which side is best for me? Can you to Taurus, Japan